0: Shalom and welcome to the Jewish mind where the growth of modernity meets timeless wisdom and solutions of Judaism In the third Aliyah, which means the reading of our Torah portion There is an interesting verse that commands us to become holy The verse says, I shall be sanctified, meaning holy, amidst the children of Israel I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Rashi defines the simple meaning of this commandment for us. Let me quote to you Rashi. What do we learn by scripture adding I shall be sanctified amidst the children of Israel? Surrender your life and do not transgress God's commandments and thus sanctify my name. Now one might think that this commandment applies even in private If he is not in the presence of ten or more Jews? Scripture therefore says, Here I shall be sanctified amidst the children of Israel. Meaning, one is obligated to sacrifice one's life to avoid transgressing God's commandments only in the presence of ten or more Jews. That was a quote from the famous commentator of the 11th century, Rashi Rab Shlomo Yitzchaki. So the simple meaning of the commandment as defined in in the parameters of Jewish law is that if in the times of a decree against a Jew being Jewish and adhering to Torah and mitzvot, a Jew is publicly persecuted to either desecrate the Torah by publicly doing something that the Torah prohibits him to do or else he will be killed, he must let himself be publicly killed rather than desecrate the commandment in public. We will explore in this lecture the mystical meaning of the commandment to be holy, built upon the teachings of both the Talmudic and the Kabbalah sages, and most importantly, how this timeless wisdom of Judaism can guide us through our modern complexities. However, a few mystical introductions are in order. With the introductions awaiting to be revealed, I will first share with you a short tidbit of how mysticism treats this verse. Raphnar Zalman of Liadi teaches that the word amidst in the verse in the phrase of the verse I shall be sanctified amidst the, of the Jewish the children of Israel is to be read as in the middle of the Jew which now makes the verse read as the revelation of the holiness of God. That's what the words I shall be sanctified means. The revelation of the holiness of God is in the heart of the Jew. That's what it means amidst the children of Israel. Honestly, you can't help but just marvel at how Kabbalah and hasidism uncover layers of such beautiful secrets in the verses of the Torah. An introduction to Kabbalistic and Hasidic concepts is to understand that there is an ongoing universal dialogue that God created within the universe. The universal dialogue began in the primordial thought of creation in which God thought, and I quote to you from the sages, Upon who will I be king? Upon the souls of the righteous. This teaching is telling us that the entire creation is built upon a dialogue in which there is an arousal caused from below which then elicits a response from above. The depths of this teaching is that even before there was a below which is mankind to arouse God above to create the world God ascended beyond time to where their below already existed within God, so that at the very foundation of the universe there be a dialogue between the below mankind and the above God. And so it has been ever since that the relationship between mankind and God is an ever-ongoing dialogue. So too it is with the commandment in our Torah portion that we are to be holy to God, that this commandment too is a dialogue let us see how the universal dialogue between mankind and God takes place in the commandment to be holy the verse in Isaiah that we recite in our daily morning prayers says and one called to the other and said holy 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 is the Lord of hosts the whole earth is full of his glory maybe you recognize it in Hebrew Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh Hashem Tzivakot Isaiah is teaching us that the Seraphim, the fiery angels, sing praise to God every day, pronouncing three times, holy holy, holy the same concept of the three times holy is found in the Torah's commandment to us that we are to be holy as we will soon see however, let us first explain what the concept of holy represents according to the mystical teachings. Holy is mystically defined as the encompassing elusive light. The word holy denotes a separation from the mundane and the average and elusiveness which mystically translates into the encompassing elusive light versus the mundane and average permeating elusive light. These two lights, as they shine into the universe, manifest themselves as the permeating elusive light being the divine light of the ten emanations, and the encompassing elusive light being the divine light of the encompassing and elusive supernal crown. The three times holy, in the verse Kadosh, 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 represent the three crowns that exist upon the ten emanations. One is the crown upon wisdom. The second is the crown upon small faces, which is the most mystical name for the six male emotions, kindness, strictness, compassion. And the third is the crown upon kingship, which is the feminine, feminine mystique. So we have three times kadosh. We now know that the word kadosh holy means the encompassing elusive light, which is what the crown is. We know that there are three crowns, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. There is the crown upon wisdom, the crown upon the small faces, and the crown upon kingship. Our sages give a parable to understand this concept of the three crowns. I will quote to you the parable of our sages in the Midrash Rabbah. A metaphor. Subjects of a country made three kings for the king. What did the king do? He put one on his head, and place the other two on the head of His children. So too, the supernal ones, meaning the seraphim angels, crown God every day with three holies, kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. What does God do? He puts one on His head, and places the other two upon the Jewish people. This is what the verses state in Leviticus. For I am holy. This is the first crown that God puts on His own head and sanctify yourselves and be holy the double sanctify and be holy these are the two crowns that god placed upon the heads of the jewish people thus you see in this teaching that in the verse of the torah's commandment to us to be holy there are three times holy which represent the three crowns now let us put it all together and understand the universal dialogue from below to above and from above to below from mankind to God and from God to mankind that is taking place here in the commandment for us to be holy the first crown which God places upon his own head is the crown upon wisdom which is the holiness that I spoke to you at the opening of the lecture which comes from the holiness and great yearning from within the heart of the Jew of the verse I shall be sanctified amidst in the heart of the children of Israel this is the arousal that comes from below to above from the heart of the Jew to God from the yearning of the heart of mankind to God after which comes the second and third crowns of I am the Lord who sanctifies you which is the holiness of Torah study which is the crown upon small faces permeating only the internal spiritual dimension of the person and the universe and the holiness of physical commandment observance which is the crown upon kingship permeating even the external dimension of the person and the universe the physical observance of commandments these two holies were given to us from above as God gave us the Torah and its commandments so there you have the universal dialogue There is the first crown which comes from us to God, coming from the yearning of the heart of the children of Israel to God. And then there is crown number two and crown number three, which came from God to us. God gave us the Torah to study and its commandments to observe. Here is where it gets even more interesting, as our sages share different opinions of which set of crowns were placed upon the heads of the Jewish people. So there were two crowns that God placed upon the head of the Jewish people. Which set of two crowns are these? One opinion is that the two crowns placed upon the heads of the Jewish people are the commandment, You shall be holy, for I the Lord your God am holy. So those words, you shall be holy, is one crown, one commandment. And the second crown is the commandment of, You shall sanctify yourselves and be holy according to this opinion the two times it says holy sanctify yourself and be holy are counted as one the second opinion is that the two crowns placed upon the heads of the Jewish people are all in the second verse you shall sanctify yourself that's one and be holy that's two according to this opinion the two times it says holy in the verse sanctify yourself and be holy are counted separately as two separate crowns. What lies at the heart of the difference of opinions, which two crowns are the ones that were placed on the heads of the Jewish people, which two commandments of be holy, is the secret of what is truly holier, the righteous man or the Baal Teshuva, which means the returnee, the repented. For a while one is holy, the other is, as holy as thou. However, to understand this, we will first need one last introduction. Now, before I begin this last introduction, I want to introduce you to one of the beautiful paradigms of Jewish mysticism, in which questions are actually read as answers and statements, and especially rhetorical questions. For example, the rhetorical teaching of were I to know, were I to be, is defined in Kabbalah and Hasidus as a statement which reads, Because I am truly a piece of God, therefore I can, per se, know God. Now let us visit the end of the verse we just mentioned earlier. You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Our sages hone in upon this verse and immediately explain, You shall be holy. That's a commandment. You may think as holy as me. Teaches us the verse. For I the Lord your God am holy. Which means my God's holiness is greater than your holiness. That is the teaching upon this verse. Upon this teaching the Tzemach Tzedek, Rabbi Nacho Mendel of Lubavitch states. But a few words. And I quote waze tamua this is wondrous the word tamua literally means questionable um that's what it literally means but it means wondrous simply meaning that even the thought of the question that we could even think that we could be as holy as god is astoundingly wondrous and questionable how could we even think that our sages say you would think therefore we have to teach you really we would think who would think that we are as holy as God? Thus, the Tzemach says, V'zeh <inaudible> However, Rabbi Menachem Mendel's grandfather, Rabbi Shneur Zalman of Liadi, takes a total different approach. Rabbi Shneur Zalman sees the rhetorical question as a statement. As holy as me, a statement. And especially since the verse speaks of God's holiness as a reason for us to be holy. Let's look at the verse you shall be holy for which means because I the Lord your God am holy which means that it's telling us the reason the reason why we are and could be holy is because God is holy thus Rabshner Zalman goes on to explain the teaching of our sages that my God's holiness is greater than your holiness to mystically mean Your holiness, this is the holiness that Jewish people draw within themselves through their commandment observance. So when God says your holiness, you shall be holy, that means that we're talking about the holiness that we draw within ourselves through doing mitzvot, commandment observances. My God's holiness is greater than your holiness, that means God says my holiness, I'm just explaining my means God. My holiness is greater than your holiness this refers to a holiness beyond the reach and solicitation of mitzvah observance and this holiness is drawn through teshuva repentance returning thus goes on dalta rebbe in his quote from of liadi this is why the about teshuva is higher than even the totally righteous because through Teshuvah they draw from my holiness is greater than your holiness. Thus you see that while the tzedek, the grandson seems to be saying how could we even think that our holiness is equal to the holiness of God his grandfather Rabshner Zalman is reading it as a fact as holy as me which means that we the Jewish people through Teshuvah can actually reach that level of holiness, which is, I, the Lord your God, am holy, as holy as thou. Let us take the beauty of Chassidus up one more level. In essence, the grandfather, Rabb Shneir of the Adi, and the grandson, Rab Mendel of Lubavitch, aren't arguing, but are saying the same thing. Hmm, how could that be? The mystical meaning of the word This is wondrous, questionable. What is the mystical meaning of that? It is that it transcends beyond logic. The mind questions it. It's beyond logic. Beyond the ten emanations, including the highest emanation of wisdom. This means that what the grandson Rabbi Menachem Mendel of Lubavitch is actually saying is that in accordance to all of the evolutions of the divine light, It is impossible that the holiness of the creation should be as holy as the holiness of the Creator. For the Divine Light simply cannot accept such a thing. It is only on the level of as me. Remember the very words of the teachings of our sages. You may think as holy as me. Yachal Ka'amoni as me what he's really saying is that that is a level kamoni what level is that which is the essence of god himself it is only at the level of kamoni the essence of god himself which is not limited by any limitations of separation between creator and creator it is only at this level who can have a jew be as holy as God this is exactly what the grandfather Rapshnei Zaman of Liadi is saying that while the totally righteous through their commandment observances can only reach and draw from the holiness of the divine light however the Baal Teshuva, through their Teshuva, the repentance and returning to God transcend beyond the the divine light and connects and draws from the essence of God and thus the Baal Teshuvah becomes as holy as thou and draws from the holiness of for I the Lord your God am holy my holiness is greater than your holiness that level is what the Baal Teshuvah connects with why because he is Tamua. He is wondrous. He transcends beyond the logic of the divine light and connects with the komoni, the essence of God. And thus with that, he becomes as holy as thou. Wow! Now we can understand the difference of the two opinions concerning which set of crowns of the verse are placed upon the heads of the Jewish people the first opinion is speaking of the totally righteous and the crowns they draw through their Torah study and their commandment observances this is why their opinion of the first opinion is that the two crowns placed upon the heads of the Jewish people are the commandment you shall be holy for I the Lord your God am holy that's one crown you shall be holy and the second crown is the commandment of you shall sanctify yourselves and be holy why? this opinion says that the first you shall be holy is not kamoni it's not the holiness of for I the Lord your God am holy and therefore it is one of the crowns that God placed upon the head of the Jewish people the second opinion is speaking of the Baal Teshuvah and therefore this opinion says that the first you shall be holy is yes the holiness of Kimoni for I the Lord your God am holy and therefore it cannot be one of the crowns that God placed upon the head of the Jewish people therefore this opinion states that the two crowns that God placed upon the head of the Jewish people through their Torah study and their commandment observances are the commandments of you shall sanctify yourself and be holy in which you shall sanctify yourself and be holy are two separate commandments and two separate crowns. Hmm. So it all boils down with whether you read the word kamoni, the Tamua. The question of can a Jew be as holy as God as an astonishing thought that cannot be. Or whether you read that first crown, the definition of kamoni as tamua to mean as a statement that the Jews have a crown which is as holy as God, as holy as thou. If that be the case, that crown is the first crown that we place upon God's head and not one of the crowns that God places upon our head. Let's take it further. According to the second opinion, the first crown of you shall be holy for I the Lord your God am holy is the essence crown, kamoni, which can only be connected with through the power of teshuva. However, let us go back to the original concept of the Universal Dialogue. The first crown we explain comes from the depths of the yearning within the heart of the Jew. This depth of yearning for God is the ultimate depth of yearning that comes from a Baal Shuva. It is the ultimate expression of from below, where the person is yearning for a total oneness of God in the sense that he totally steps out of himself and becomes focused only on the existence of God. Thus, in the final analysis, the first crown of you shall be holy for I the Lord your God am holy is always on the head of the essence of God himself. And it is through the ultimate yearning of teshuvah that the Balteshuva steps out of himself and becomes united and one with the head of the essence of god and thus the essence crown that is always upon god's head is one with the baltishuva as well in closing let's make this practical in closing a friend brought to my attention an incredulous TED Talks given by Miss Monica Lewinsky. The TED Talk is called The Price of Shame. You can look it up in the email that this lecture is going out with, the Knowing Heart email. It's there in the picture. Click on it and you can watch the TED Talk. Now here is a woman in her 40s at the time of this lecture recording who at the age of 22 made a mistake that became public news in an unprecedented fashion simply due to the internet capacity that had just become available to all at the time that she became the ultimate symbol of shame. Did this 22-year-old woman make a mistake by falling in love with her married boss? Yes. Is she the only person to have made this mistake? No. Did her boss happen to be the President of the United States of America? Yes! Was the doorway to teshuva not available to her because of this from God's perspective? The answer is no. The doorway of teshuva is always open wide and teshuva is available to any person humble and courageous enough to walk through those doorways and absolutely yes there is an ultimate essence teshuva crown made to fit perfectly upon miss monica Lewinsky's head to be worn ever so proudly by her at the end of her teshuva journey there is a slogan of faith out there that says if god brought you to it god will bring you through it conventionally this slogan of faith is speaking about hard times, challenges, and suffering. However, in Hasidus, this slogan of faith applies even more so to sinning. Yes, you heard me correctly. Read the slogan of Jewish faith with me. If God brought you to this sin and you chose to succumb to it, God will see you through it. As a matter of fact, there is an unprecedented essence crown waiting for you at the end of the journey. The greatest secret of all is that it is precisely so that you earn that essence teshuva crown that God brought you to sin in the first place. Now that is the Jewish mystical version of the slogan of faith. If God brought you to it, God will bring you through it. However, the evil forces within and around us know the secret. And therefore they are fighting to block the doorway of teshuva. Stopping us from entering through the doorway of teshuva. To have that essence connection with God. What is the surest way to keep us locked out of teshuva? And to deny us the only reason that ever that God ever brought us to sin in the first place, how do the evil forces do this? The answer is shame. Yep, that's how they keep us out. Rabbi Yisroel Tov taught that in the teachings of Kabbalah, sin is called the bite of the serpent. The simple reason for this is that the first sin Adam and Eve committed came about through the enticement of the serpent. The Baal Shem Tov explains that the laceration of a serpent's bite is not dangerous at all. What makes a serpent's bite fatal is that during the serpent's bite, poisonous venom enters the person's bloodstream and that is what kills him. The sin itself is a simple laceration that can easily be remedied. However, during the sin, the poisonous venom of shame enters the person's bloodstream, and this shame is what stops the person from doing teshuva. The Rebbe, blessed memory, takes this teaching to an even to even greater heights. In performing a commandment there is the performance of the commandment itself and then there is the Heksher Mitzvah which is the preparation of the commandment. Needless to say that on so many different levels the preparation of a commandment is attached to the holiness of the commandment itself. For example, it is a commandment that on the holiday of Sukkot we sit in a hut called a Sukkah. That is the commandment However, we need to first build a sukkah hut before the holiday in order to be able to sit in the sukkah hut on the holiday. The building of the sukkah hut before the holiday is the Heksher Mitzvah, the preparation of the commandment. Now, if Teshuvah is about repenting and returning from our past sins, then what is the Heksher Mitzvah, the preparation of the commandment of Teshuvah? (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. When a person does teshuva for his past sins, not only has he rectified his past sins, he has actually transformed his past sins into holy hechsher mitzvah acts, acts of preparation of the commandment of teshuva. You see, in the deepest chamber of chasidis, there lies the teaching that the ultimate purpose of creation is not that the righteous perform Torah study and observe commandments ra- because that is living the pre-existing holiness that God gave us. The truest and dearest purpose of creation to God is the essence crown of teshuva. This crown is the unprecedented gift of holiness that we below give to God and in return it is what connects us with the deepest essence of God so practically speaking drop the rock of shame and begin fulfilling the reason why we were brought to sin in the first place let us begin fulfilling the purpose of why God created us and living the deepest connection to the essence crown of God. God wants nothing more than for each of us to become as holy as Thou through doing teshuva for our past sins. Friends, modernity offers growth and growth comes with challenges. Judaism offers timeless divine solutions. The Jewish mind is where modernity meets Judaism.